Welcome to the Design Imposter Podcast, where we unravel the enigmatic realm of imposter syndrome. My name's Monique Jenkins. And I'm Jessica Vallis. We're two agency owners who've boldly faced the reality of imposter syndrome. We'll share relatable stories and practical insights that empower designers and business owners just like you. Together, we'll help you conquer self-doubt and unleash your true potential. Get ready to unveil your true brilliance. Welcome to Design Imposter. Welcome to another episode of Design Imposter. Today, we're discussing one of those touchy subjects that should be avoided at family dinners and in business, politics. We're approaching election season, and regardless of whether you vote red or blue, everyone's got an opinion about the economy, government spending, immigration, education, social reforms, the Supreme Court, the list goes on and on. The question is, where do you draw the line and how has politics informed your decisions when it comes to running your business? But before we dive in, Jessica and I want to share some exciting news about our design agencies. We've said in the past that it took us over a year to finally launch our podcast. And now we're taking it one step further. We're launching a joint design agency to offer our clients the complete package. Yes. Uh, so we we made this decision. We actually talked about it like a year ago when we initially started talking about the podcast. Uh, and at the time, I will say I was like, nah. Um, but not because I didn't want to, but because you're so much more on the ball <laughs> with things than I am. <laughs> Hardly. I was like, I'm going to fail her. And I'll just be doing that. I can't be ruining friendships out here. Uh, so I think I, I was a little bit hesitant because I'm like, I... Like, I know that you're going to hold me accountable. Uh, and at the time, you know, accountability, didn't want that. Um, so um, we are finally going to be launching this uh, this dual business. And I'm super excited about it. I think that we both have incredible strengths in our respective areas. Uh, UX is mine. Design is Jessica's. And we're both effective at that. I'm also really good at sales, apparently. Jessica oh, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> she She's the closer. Yeah, I'm like, give us the money. I ain't saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't like those numbers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm apparently really good at talking to people. Again, kudos to Brian on that one because he made that happen. Um, but yeah, uh, we we wanted to let you guys know that we're going to be joining our businesses, and we're super excited, and we're going to walk you guys through our journey with us about you know how to start a business and all the things in between. Yeah, uh, we figured out, in addition to the accountability, it's just easier to join our efforts and divide and conquer because we work with each other all the time anyway. So it might just be best to just yeah be under one umbrella. And we we're, we decided we're still going to have our own agencies. Yeah. Um, Creative and Rupert Designs are still going to be in existence for our current and existing clients. But uh, going forward, we can just build a stronger empire together. Yeah. So if you guys have names for a business that you think are suitable, we are compiling a list right now. And the list has like 50 names on it. So if you got something, you should email us. What's our podcast email? It's like design imposter podcast at Gmail or something like that. You should you should message us and be like, hey, I got the perfect name for you uh, because my husband keeps giving me what I would think are stupid and ridiculous names, but he thinks that they're Ebony and Ivory Design. I, I hate him. I really hate him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, really hate him a lot. Uh, I, actually, correction to our email address, it's designimposterpodbean at gmail.com. So, you know, we'll put it in the, the link as well. But if you have naming ideas, 
you should show them to us. Um, and then uh, we'll trademark them and yeah, know, never uh, give you I've credit tried- for it again. <laughs> I've been trying to do like a play on words or uh, a couple weeks ago when I was in England, they're just very witty with like the names of their restaurants and pubs. And uh, there was this one, I was in Oxford and there was this one place, it was a restaurant, it was called like the Slugging Cabbage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, they're earthy. They're, they're, you know, <laughs> that's a little organic. But I mean, like, so I'm like, what can I, obviously we're not slugging cabbage, but I'm like, what can we do that's like, I don't know, organic and natural, but also yeah. like, I don't know, witty. It's difficult. So uh, we have a, when did we say like, we have to pick a name by the end of the year? Which you, I, or like end of October or something. End of October. So come with your, bring the A game here and, and help us name this new venture that we're going to start. All right. But back to politics. I'm not going to lie. When it comes to my personal life, I am very much involved and invested in politics. From voting in local level elections to following statewide policies or Supreme Court decisions, going to protests. Uh, I think Understanding the decisions and actions of our government is critical, especially when you consider all the continuous civil wars and dictatorships around the world. We're lucky to have a democracy, and I believe it's our responsibility to participate when so many others are fighting for what we already have. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just always involved with it. Every morning I wake up, I listen to the daily. I just need to be involved. Or if I'm like folding my bed and putting away laundry, I'll say. Alexa, what's the news today? And I just watched her like perk up <laughs> the yellow <laughs> ring, like, oh, what were you trying to say? <laughs> but, you know, just like get, even getting little tidbits is important to me. So, how much of a role does politics play in your life, Monique? Um, less of a role than it plays in your life. Uh, so, I, I will say, story time. Uh, the first time that I really paid attention to politics was probably when President Obama got elected. Um, my mom uh, and dad were super happy that we had a candidate who was African-American who was running. And uh, they took us to this like campaign office. And uh, I was young, uh, crazy young, probably 18 or so. No, you you were 18 because yeah. I remember going to a convention where Obama was speaking in Baltimore. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, I went to the campaign office and I was like super happy and like super excited about this like opportunity. And I was so happy because I was like, oh, the first president that I'm going to be able to vote for is black. And I'm so happy. And this is going to be amazing. And the people at the campaign office, like, she's so excited. They were like, hey, take these banners, <laughs> take these banners and go outside. So I was on, uh, if you are familiar with Maryland, I was on Route 40, uh, waving a banner and getting uh honks uh, of support and some very lovely people said some very unlovely things to me as i was standing outside waving this banner which just empowers me let me tell you something if you're saying something negative about me i'm gonna go 10 times harder so we were good but um that was the first time i remember politics playing a role in my life uh and i will say I'm I'm not the Jessica of the world. Like I I'd normally participate in the presidential elections, but I, I don't often do all of the others, but I should and I want to. Um, I just really be like, 
let's see what the president going to do. Uh, and they'll never do what they say they're going to do. Um, but uh, I do try to to make sure that I'm at least uh, adept to the things that are happening in my local government in some respects. And now I, I try to make sure that I participate in elections on a local level because I didn't do that before. Yeah, I started traveling international when I was 18 years old. Um, sophomore in, or no, I was probably 19, sophomore in high school or sophomore in college. And um, when I went to England, oh, huge difference. You know, we all speak English. Um, But when I was over there, I realized that their news is so much more global than ours. Like America is very America focused when it comes to our news. It has to be a huge natural disaster that killed like at least 100,000 people for to make the American news system. So that was kind of what sparked my interest is that like so many other countries were interested in what was going on in the rest of the world. And just as I listened, I became more aware of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But back to politics and business, um, I've noticed this a lot on social media platforms like LinkedIn. And I've been, you know, I peruse profiles before I connect. Um, and you can definitely go through LinkedIn and just go add, connect, repeat, add, connect, you know, then repeat the process over and over to increase your mm-hmm. numbers. But there is value in actually seeing what kind of content someone posts online. Let's address the elephant or donkey in the room. I'm liberal and my core pillars stand on the foundation of education, communication, and social justice and diversity. If I find that any content I see online or here in person opposes my core values, I'm going to avoid that connection or remove it. I've been on some profiles who like I had connected like a mass bulk connect. And then I was like, let me go back and like backtrack and see if I can connect with this person, like through their comments and whatnot. And if I'm on a profile and every other post is like support our troops with an American flag, you know, like this post, if you believe our flag is sacred, I hope your niche is American servicemen and women, but it mostly ends up being like Patriot fishing for likes and comments. And I just kind of can't stomach that, that blanket branding when it comes to politics or if somebody posts something very hard line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think of, uh, uh, this is going to be a horrible correlation. It's it's a good correlation, but it's like (laughs) two things that you don't mention at the same time, which is religion and politics. Uh, I like to think about uh, politics the same way that I think about religion. I have my own beliefs, but I'm willing to listen to someone else. I'm not willing to listen to ludicrousy. Like, I'm not going to do that with you, but I try to be as open to other people's perceptions as humanly possible. I have made the argument in our household that in order for us to truly bridge the gap between uh, in politics, I personally believe that we should have, if we have a Democratic president, I want a Republican uh, vice president so that there is always some commonality between both parties. If if the true, like, you know, mercy of democracy is that we have to be able to see across the aisle in all respects, then I think two people from two different parties should have some common interests that are, you know, correlate to the American public in general. But back to politics and um, business, I do think that like uh, you can use politics in your business for good or for evil. I think that it helps you to craft like minds, um, which is great. But I think it also helps in being able to have 
you know, very stark and frank conversations with people who potentially don't believe the same thing as you. It attracts the audience segment that you want. It can detract people that you don't want. I'm actually doing an event in February. Shout out to um, my speaker uh, on uh, using LinkedIn to deter or attract the audience segment that you want to deal with. And I think that, you know, as Jessica said, before you add someone, you go and you look at their content and you see what they're posting about and you see if there's alignment there. I do the same thing when, you know, I was looking for jobs. I go on someone's profile. I see what they've commented on. I see what their interest is. I see if there's a like-minded interest between me and the employer that I'm going to be working on. Not on specifically the employer's um, or the company's page, but like the person who I'm going to interview with. I go down and I see oh, you know, they commented on like, you know, the fact that they love diversity and that they want that to be a huger part of their organization or, you know, they were trolling people and I can see that too. And then I can make, you know, decisions from that perspective. So I think in your business, you have to do the same. When you see a client or a client comes to you, you need to invest some interest in making sure that you guys have alignment on a larger scale because you don't want to be working on projects that don't align with you spiritually as well as, you know, Otherwise, two things. When you said ludocracy, I immediately wanted to go Luda. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. <laughs> this is why this podcast is going to take <laughs> off because of that foolishness. <laughs> um, and then kind of something else where you're like um, p- choosing who to work with or who not to work with. Um, I just sometimes think of like the products that we use every day, like a potato chip company and you found yeah. out that they donated to XYZ company mm-hmm. or XYZ campaign and that opposes your value. Like, yeah. I know it's only a 50 cent bag of potato chips, but there are other potato chips in this aisle. Yeah. So um, that's something that I do if mm-hmm. I find if I find out something. Yeah. Um, but um, I've also seen a lot of business profiles where people take a very hard line on some hot button issues like immigration or gun reform. And I find it to be very, very alienating. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if it's a core value of your business, maybe you're in immigration law or you're a gun lobbyist, uh, then sure, it makes sense. But sometimes I feel like if you had just kept these opinions quiet, we could have just continued on having a conversation Mm-hmm. and chose to ignore each other's political beliefs. I was going to say, I want you to scream your beliefs at the top of your lungs so I know who to vibe with and who not to vibe with. Like, people are like, oh, isn't it good sometimes that people are, like, racist, but they, like, keep it to themselves? And I'm like, no, because then I don't know who I'm dealing with. Like, I'd rather you be like, yeah, I don't like Black people. And I'd be like, all right, bye. Like, I just want you to be true and authentic to yourself, and then be okay with the repercussions of what you're true and authentic to. If you know, you know, in in the matter of gun reform, that you absolutely love guns, you think everybody should have a gun, guns are great, uh, stand on that, and then don't come to me and be like, hey, I need a design that has to do with guns, because that's not, that might not be aligned with my core values. I'm fine with guns. But, you know, I do think that there should be gun reform. But uh, <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, like, stand on the beliefs that you hold as a business and then be able to face the repercussions of whatever that is. So do what you want to do, but then don't sh- shy away from that. Like, inv- deeply invest in what you're saying. 
What are some political topics that completely turn you off from a prospective client or a service provider? Let me think about this. Uh, If you said that you didn't believe in uh, immigration, like there are problems with our immigration laws, if you completely had an issue with the fact that we need stricter punishment on human trafficking, if you said that you absolutely love DeSantis, I'd be like, get out of here. So like, you know, those are things that that would completely people and topics that would completely turn me off from uh, allowing me to work with that particular person. Yeah. I mean, even though I've, we've just come out and pretty much said, like, we're liberal, we're Democrat. This is we're liberal. Yeah. That doesn't I'll, mean that I'm not going to work with somebody who is not. Yeah. But I will say I'm not I'm not opposed to voting for a Republican. I'm. I want to vote for people that make sense and make sense. Doesn't you know, cross red and blue. Like I, just make sense in your statements. Don't be making up imaginary stuff and then just be like, Oh, she should follow along with this. And that's Democrat or Republican. Although I've always voted Democrat and will probably always do so. I just think that there should be some common sense to these things. And I don't care if that comes from a Republican or a Democrat, as long as it comes from a place of sanity. As long as you got sanity, you can get Monique. Yeah, I'm running for the local borough council uh, for my town this November as a write-in. And I'm on, on a ticket with three other individuals because uh, there's four open and we want to take over the council. Um, and I am definitely the minority in this group. I'm the only Democrat running and everybody else is Republican. And they'll make comments and, you know, just like... They'll talk about the president or like, I can't believe they're doing that to Trump. And you just got to sometimes you just got to brush it off and be like, listen, we're all working toward a common goal here. It's OK. I will still be your friend. Our kids can still play together. Just don't go crazy on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Funny story. I was in the grocery store like a week ago or two weeks ago, and I was had just checked out and I was about to walk out of the store and this guy walked by me and he was like, crazy thing that Biden is doing to these grocery prices. And I was like, sir, we did not say hello first. We are just bypassing each other. (laughs) Like we have (laughs) literally said, you didn't say hello. He said, hello, can I talk to you for a second? Don't you think it's crazy what Biden's doing to his grocery prices? Like you literally just said that to me in passing and then looked back and like nodded at me. And I was like, what the hell is happening right now? (laughs) I was like, I was trying to buy my milk and get out of here in the next five minutes. So like random funny things like that always happen to me, it seems. Yeah, I... I really like when you're driving around and you can tell somebody's entire life story based on their bumper stickers and their like rear mirror stickers. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they go to Disney World at least once a year based on how many Disney stickers there are. They're also a gun touting family. So, you know, there's a gun in the back trunk. So mm-hmm. don't don't cut them off. Yep. Um, and then they they also spend time with their their golden doodle. Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so I always like when you could piece together that story. But on Wednesday, I went around with uh, two of the people that are campaigning with me and we went door to door just to like give a little welcome letter. We everybody wrote something to introduce ourselves. And um, as we went to each of the houses, like I was definitely looking at the cars to see what kind of bumper stickers there were. And mm-hmm. then that would that would kind of 
I wouldn't say like alter how I adjust, like alter how I talk to people, but it would just inform my decision. So um, there were a couple that had like, you know, stand your ground. Yeah. Uh, you won't take my gun. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I mean, this this in no way correlates to my running for local office, which mostly has to deal with like zoning and like, let's put a stop sign here. And like, exactly. it has nothing to do with it. But, you know, you just take a step back and you just, you know. Yeah. You think twice before you knock on that door because I don't know. That's me. I'm going to be like, listen, I think twice when I see a dog in the yard. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I hear a dog barking inside, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this house. Not because I'm afraid of the dogs, but because I just can't deal with barking dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nola is famous in our neighborhood, um, but she also has stole a chicken wing out of the hand of one of my neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, she's not going to bark at you uh, because she's just not the type of dog that barks. She only barks when she's inside of the house and she sees another dog. But if you took her outside in front of that same dog, she ain't going to do nothing. Um, except, like, lick you a lot and steal food out of your hands. <laughs> but um, I, I can see. I can see why you want, want to stop at a house that had a dog. Uh, I definitely want a bigger dog, a protection dog. I want a dog that'll bite somebody. I'm like, no. if an intruder breaks into my house, this dog right here is going to be you like. You need a golden retriever then. Yeah. I'm like, you got treats? I'm like, Nola, no. They're <laughs> trying to rob us. <laughs> 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 you know okay so one thing you can do to talk about politics in a way that does not alienate is to keep it election based as in like make sure you go and vote what is your voting plan um i i so i run a facebook group for my borough uh unofficial facebook group and as we lead up to the elections I've told the other people I'm running with, like, we do not bombard this page with stuff about our campaign. If this is not the place, this is more just like informational, what's going on in the borough? What, what can we do? Uh, you know, how can we improve things? But I will post stuff like, have you registered to vote? The deadline is such and such. Um, mm-hmm. This is the polling place. Mail-in ballots are due this day. So I think if you kept keep it neutral like that, then I think it's fine. You want to encourage people to participate in a free and fair election, um, regardless of how they vote. And, you know, I don't need to say anything else about, you know, I'm going to be the only Democrat you ever vote for. Like, there's no no need to talk about that. It's because the issues at the end of the day are not related to a party system. (laughs) Um, And with local elections being so small, you really just want to get people out to vote. Yes. Because usually people just care about, you know, the big presidential one. That's the one, that's the only one they go to. Yeah. Those people are named Monique Jenkins. Has politics impacted your business in any way, Monique? At this point, no. Um, I will say I I worked for a uh, political organization, Politico. Um, so I have designed with politics in mind. So for the RNC and DNC. Um, I designed some of the booths and things that are there with, you know, my fellow designers at Politico. Uh, and I was designing, uh, stage designs as well as like, um, newspaper ads and invitations and things like that to the events that the Politico, um, events team ran. So I I have designed with politics in mind, 
um, or at least politicians in mind. But I don't think that, you know, one way or another, maybe because at that particular junction in, in my life, I wasn't as involved in politics as I am right this second, aside from, um, aside from like voting uh, for Obama at that particular junction. Uh, something that I paid attention to. BT dubs. I apparently designed an event where we had Obama as a speaker when he was a senator uh, and didn't even go. I was like, I don't know what this man is. I just put his face on a poster and kept it rolling. Uh, <laughs> you and I you and I designed a website that was presented at the White House. Yeah, I was like, so, so <laughs> you know, we, I mean, outside of that particular project, which was in the energy sector, it didn't really have anything to do with politics outside of like lobbying and things like that. I don't think that, politics has played a part in my business but i think you attract the people that you vibe with and you deter the people that you don't vibe with so i haven't had anyone come to my business and be like hey i want to design something for trump even though you're a liberal would you be willing to i'll be willing to uh sit down and have a conversation with that man because i'm interested to see how his mind works uh but i don't think that it's been problematic at this particular junction i will say that i don't tend to post anything about politics at the time outside of like my personal like page. Like I tell people to go vote and things like that on my personal like Facebook and Instagram and things like that. But I don't think I've ever in my business been like, y'all should go vote. Uh, maybe, I mean, we have this joint venture now, so we will. And I think we should inform people that it is their, you know, duty to go vote. But other than that, I don't think that politics has played a part in my business. Yeah. What about no. you? Um, not at all. Um, and I think when we do start this venture and we, you know, have social media and stuff like, yeah, we just said on this podcast how we feel. I don't think it can really be avoided. Um, otherwise, we would just have the most boring episode of all time where we say, oh, you got to talk about politics and religion at the dinner table or yep. on your social media and episode. Because yeah. um, it just gives more context. But when we start our social media, I don't think anything would extend beyond like that just make sure you go and vote <laughs> you know it's election day you know when i'm taking calls today or whatever yeah. it is so um otherwise I mean, it's i see us advocating for the policies that are important for us or the policies yeah. that directly affect us like I, that, student loan yes. forgiveness <laughs> oh gosh please someone <laughs> help me okay let's talk about this across party lines guys okay i made a mistake <laughs> I, made a, I, made a I was mistake. 18 years old and i made a mistake <laughs> i mean there should be better financial uh literacy and education in these systems i just need help now okay what is this i don't like it um yeah so like aside from policy issues that i think that we have commonality on like student loan reform which we should talk about um there there won't be like you know go vote for a particular person you vote to your own heart's content but you should exercise that opportunity to do so regardless of your party lines yeah i think if you know an announcement came out that was like you know universal child care i would be like hoaxing that on our social and be like you go moms you go working dads like yep. we got something to free up your time go live out your you know entrepreneurial dreams and <laughs> you know own your ambition i think stuff like that might be important now some people might be like my tax dollars, you're yeah. always going to get those people. Yeah. Um, but I think some things are worth celebrating when you think it's a, a major victory. Yeah. 
I mean, our tax dollars is paying for health care, but y'all see, y'all still be paying premiums and deductibles and all that other stuff. So, you know. <laughs> Listen, I've been overseas. I've had to get medical treatment and I walked into the clinic. I walked out, no credit card, no yeah. nothing. So yeah, I could see how it's beneficial. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just saying, guys. But um, but yeah, I think I think that's accurate. I was on LinkedIn the other day and somebody I'm connected with said, why aren't we talking about politics more? We should talk about it. We need to hear what the other opinions are to expand our horizons and it's how we learn. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I agree with that. I don't know if social media is the place for it because people use social media like a diary and they do not think of their, the, consequences to their actions and i think people just go down this slippery slope of arguments god forbid you like disagree with what they're saying or it's just an echo chamber of people who agree with you um in my facebook group that i do for the borough if somebody says something and i know that i I know they're going to vote for the people who are already in office Mm -hmm. i'm not just going to blatantly ignore what they're saying or try to start an argument because i want to make sure that free speech is part of this platform Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll comment and try to see their side or be like, thank you for giving me this perspective. I don't need to go on a big rant or say, you know, this is what I believe because that's not the place for it. This is supposed to be a platform for everybody. But if it was like my own personal office of Jessica Vallis page (laughs) and somebody wanted to start an argument, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We got you. I'm right there. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, I do think we're a little sensitive. Uh, I don't remember being this sensitive when I was younger. Uh, we are, we're a little bit sensitive right now, I think, as a society community and all that stuff in between. But I do think that, like, you know, it's, imp- it's important, at least to me, to listen to both sides of the aisle. I don't think that there has to be agreement, but I think that understanding someone, how someone else got to that perspective is important. As a user experience problem, for me specifically, it is interesting to think about that. And this conversation has me thinking that um, come next election, I need to do some UX and politics events. Like, I've done some before, uh, but I'm like, ooh. <laughs> UX and politics. I mean, here's how UX and politics kind of align is that UX is all about the research, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have the CEO who says, I really want to use blue. I mean, this is just like the basic concept, right? I really want to use blue. And your, you know, your research shows that your clients would prefer purple. Yeah. So if somebody wants to have an argument or discussion with me, show me the research, Mm -hmm. show me the facts and statistics to sway my opinion because I'm not trying to go off of emotion Yeah. and my own. I mean, I do obviously have core values, but I want to, if you can show me a stat to mm-hmm. change my core value, then I'm all for it. But yeah. you can't just say something online and being like, you know, this, I can't believe they're doing this to our children or I can't mm-hmm. believe they're going to do this. Show me the article, show me where you read it. Um, and then make sure, one, that it's from a neutral source, too. Yeah. So, you know, don't send me something from Fox. Don't send me something from CNN. Like, I want to see the government report or I want to yeah. see the independent study so that yeah. I can make the informed decision about it. So, yeah, um, agree. I, I will say, I think it was, this was 2020. In October, we held a uh, event about changing the face of uh, voting with UX. Um 
during getting our master's degree, you know, Catherine Summer, she was one of our professors. Um, I did an event with her about making voting more uh, usable and accessible through inclusive design. Uh, Because if you look at some of the forms that you have to look at when you are voting or uh, on a state level, uh, they're horrible. Um, and I think they sometimes they're they're horrible by intention. Uh, but Catherine is the professor uh, Division of Science and Information Arts and Technologies at the University of Baltimore. And I think that she gave a really good presentation on how, you know, what role UX can play in voting and voting and how there should be more UX designers who help to make the voting process as easy as humanly possible. I also think that you should be able to vote on your phone. Uh, you shouldn't have to go to a voting booth. There's a way to keep the integrity, guys, and make it easy. But I think that the purpose is not to make it easy. The purpose is that for it to be a bit difficult. So um, show I, me I'll the research. Some events. The research is just Monique's making wild statements about the government. Conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> One way that uh, I think politics and design kind of go hand in hand is so me and these four, three other individuals, we're mm-hmm. running as write-ins. So that's four names. Well, the one person's already on the ballot and the three others were, were write-ins. So that's three names that you need to know how to spell exactly. Oh. Because if you vary the name, then the election office will count it or you have to contact them and convince them that like you are the same person. So, um, yeah. So if somebody spelled like my name as Jessica Fallis, B as in boy instead of B mm-hmm. as in Victor, then I would have to be like, oh, they just misheard my name so many times. As you can see, there's no Fallis located in my my township. So what we decided to do, um, I designed these things called pawn cards, which are essentially a business card, mm-hmm. and all the names are written out. So you can take this pawn card into the voting booth. And know how to spell the name out. But instead of just spelling the names out so you knew how to spell them, I replicated the design of the actual ballot. Mm -hmm. And I found out the order of um, the people who are already on the ballot. And I showed you, like, this is, you know, you're going to fill in the second button. Mm -hmm. Below, there's one more person that you can circle. Don't circle it. And then write the three names below. And mm. it's got like the English version of the ballot, the Spanish translation next to it. So I tried to make it look exactly like people would see it. So there would be no confusion. Nice. That's super yeah. smart. And then on the other side, you know, just wrote instructions, like make sure you completely fill in your bubble, mm-hmm. make sure the names are spelled correctly. And um, so I think, I mean, that's Dream just one way to make the user experience better for oh. my potential constituents. Nice. Like, yeah. Nice. I'll I'll post a picture of it. Nice. On, yeah. on the Insta. So. Show the peoples. Show, Show the peoples. <laughs> but anyways, I don't think there's much more we can really like cover on this topic. Everybody's gonna have their own opinion. Um and for me, I think as long as you I don't know, keep it hushed and yeah. don't use your, your social media as a platform to project your political views, then I think we'll be okay. But it all comes back to that vibe check. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't need to say your views in order for me to get those feels. So just keep it, keep it um, PG guys. We're getting into some heated territory these next couple months and year. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's okay. You vote for who you vote for. It's a democracy. No, yeah. that's, that's all, all made I- for. That's what it's all about. 
Do what you want. <laughs> do your civic duty. That's what you get from this yes. podcast episode. Do yes. your civic duty, regardless of party lines. Take your baby. Yes. Get a little I voted sticker for your oh, baby. I don't get to take Ziri this time when I go voting. I'm so excited. Yeah. About that. I took Finn when he was like a month old to go vote and I gave him a little, little I voted sticker. They should have like I voted with mommy. <laughs> Not. Oh. You, we should make those I voted with mommy stickers. Oh, little pins. Yes. <laughs> I voted with daddy. <laughs> yes, that's so cute. Yeah, we about to start selling stickers, y'all. <laughs> we'll be ready. <laughs> we'll be ready by next election. Baby uh, democracy. Exactly. Everything I say goes. Or maybe exactly. dictatorship. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly where I'm at right now. Awesome. All right. I think this is a wrap on this episode. Like Jessica said, uh, you guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. As we wrap up our captivating journey on today's episode of Design Imposter, we want to leave you with an empowering message. Self-doubt may be a universal experience, but it should never define your worth or potential. Embrace the power of your unique voice, trust in your intuition and abilities, and continue creating fearlessly. Remember, you belong in this space and your contributions are immensely valuable. Know that you are never alone on this journey. We stand by your side, ready to support and celebrate you and your business every step of the way. Thank you for joining us today and being an essential part of the Design Imposter community. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us at Design Imposter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and leave a review to help other imposters find us. Until we meet again, keep those headphones ready.